Welcome to track number 10 of Pastors of Thousands. To degenerate means to gradually become of a lower type. To gradually do what? Become of a lower type. Amen. Now make sure you get this book transformed. Your pastoral ministry. I'm just reading out to you from what is there. Alright. So now how many know that sometimes you start on a higher level. And it ends up on a lower level. So to become. Pardon. To become gradually of a lower kind. You get it? It's to degenerate. And when we are interceding. We must intercede against the law of degeneration. Amen. Are you there? Great. Now, another one meaning is to sink below a former or normal condition and character. To sink below a former condition or character. That is what it means to degenerate. So when you are praying and interceding, you are also praying, you get it, and it's interceding against something that is naturally happening to make you sink below a certain standard. Philippa, do you think you've degenerated or not? You think you have. So do I. You get it? The degeneration also means to deteriorate from a former standard. You see, let me, let me, let me, let me let, look at what I'm saying. Pray that God will open your eyes. Because I said that, do you remember the vision I told you about? Thesis. You may have thought to yourself, oh, that's a bishop, he's a great guy. But in the eyes of the Lord, the person is thinking and has changed. He's changed, he's changed. And that change is not even something that people can see. But it's something within it's something that manifests itself in little thoughts, actions, and attitudes. And that is why we need to constantly intercede because we are interceding against the law of degeneration, which means to come from a standard and deteriorate to another standard, which is lower than what you were originally. Even though Pastor Richard may be preaching powerfully, he may have deteriorated in certain areas. In his heart or something. So all of us need mercy. When you read Daniel's prayer, his prayer would be, forgive us, Lord. He never said forgive them, forgive us. He prayed a whole chapter of prayer for forgiveness. You think he's the baddest person in town. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Oh, I don't like your response. What you would do for the Lord yesterday, would you be prepared to do? I told Pastor Richard, he must be ready to be to move to Cape Coast. He must be ready to move to Accra if I need him in Accra. Huh? <laughs> he must.
must be ready. I told Pastor Joel, he must be ready to move to Kumasi for the pastor in Kumasi to move to New York. Otherwise, we are playing a game. We are not soldiers. That's the reality. I must be ready to move. If the Lord speaks to me and says to you, go, I just have to go. Because the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is to do His will and nothing else. And I'm ready. If the Lord says to me, move out of Accra, here I am, Lord. Send me. I'm ready to move, Lord. I want to move, Lord. Show me when and how. I want to do it. Pray for yourself every day. Against that is that is why constant prayer is needed because of this the natural decay. You may have great zeal at the camp. How many have been for camps and you had great feelings? Man, Lord has spoken to me. Man, I'm going out as a giant to be a pastor of thousands of millions. Your name is Rebecca. <laughs> How many lady pastor Rebecca's do we have here? We are coming to some other pastors soon. We come to Lady Pastor Sarah. Oh yeah. We'll see how she moved out. Because she was in a similar situation. <laughs> big, big words were said on her. But the realities were different. <laughs> but I see you rising out of every barrenness. Pray for me. Pray for yourself. Pray for all of us. Isaiah thought he was doing well. And God said, I'll give you just a small vision. When he saw the vision, he said, Yay! It's terrible. It's terrible. During that time that we were praying, Reverend Saki had a vision. In the vision, he saw a bridge crossing a river. This side of the bridge was broken, and the other side of the bridge was broken. And we were playing in the middle of the bridge. And the Lord said that a serious thing has become a game and both the lay pastors and then the full-time pastors is broken and we need to make repairs on the full-time side and repairs on the lay side you will not be happy if the Lord there's I remember one day I was praying at the back of Red Church at a prayer meeting it is probably the first time or experience that I had like that or only I don't know but a person appeared to me on my right side like an angel white it was yellowish glory and like white I remember I'd been fasting for five seven days or so and I was the last person the world was here the world was here and I was in the corner like this there was a space here and as I was praying many many years it was the first time that I fasted appeared on the right side of that and I will never forget as soon as that happened I felt the feeling of death that I was so evil and wicked and bad <laughs> you see we look and feel good but if God reveals you to you you see compared to his holiness and his righteousness. We are living in a delusion. And that is why Isaiah was so strong. What do they do that black is white and white is black? What do they not say that takes stronger? He wasn't drinking, he wasn't doing all those things. But his heart. I mean, I don't know what it was, but that is the nature of all men. 
There's only one righteous. Bible says in Romans 3.10. Romans 3.10. Romans 3.10. Romans 3.10. You just had an exam. Romans 3.10. Romans 3.10. Romans 3.10. These are the pastors. Romans 3.10. Romans 3.10. Romans 3.10. Romans 3.10. Oh, man. You see, it's not on your paper. So you don't know it. There is none righteous. No, not one. Achia, you are now saying it. Pray for honesty. That when you look in the mirror and you see how things look, you'll have the honesty to deal with what you have to deal with. And some of you, you have not decayed. But where you are is worse than somebody who has even decayed. And God is healing you today. I said, today is your day of a lifting. Amen. So to move and sink below a former normal condition or character is degeneration. Pastor Richard, pray about degeneration in this church. Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Amen. Oh yeah. Pray about it. Otherwise one day somebody will pass by lighthouse and say, you see that church? That church, it used to be, whatever, oh, there was a time, they were doing, they, 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 in fact, in those days, oh man, I used to preach down broadcasts, preach on buses, witness to people. Do I still do it, or have I degenerated? I used to pray, do I still pray? These are the questions I'm always asking myself. I need to go up higher. Pastors need to be prayed for. Churches need God. You, the person who is trying to improve, things are working to take you back. But you are going to make it in Jesus' name. The next one, you have to intercede against the law of the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. 1 John 2 15 to 17, page 98. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, amen, in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. In the world passeth away, in the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Intercession must go on so that you don't become worldly. One day I called one of my very good pastors and I told him, I said to him, Pastor, you are now after money. I told him, I said, you are now after money. This is not how you used to be. I told me every time I see you, you are talking about a project 
something that you are building, a car that you are buying, money that you are doing. This. That is all you talk about. I said, that is not how you used to be. And that is not how you came to where you are. And I told him that compare yourself with all your colleagues. God has blessed you more than all of them. And you got to that place without having that kind of attitude or that kind of mind. How come today, now it is just money. You pray all the time, otherwise you become worldly. You'll be very surprised. Pray about it. Amen. Demas, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. 2 Timothy 4 verse 10. Notice what it says. It said, Demas has forsaken me. We were all in the church doing well. He has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Do you love this present world? Archibald, this present world is what? This present world. That's all it is. It's this world and it's just the present. It's over soon. My father, he built a hotel. He built houses. He was a rich man. My father, he is gone. All that he built has been given to us. We are there with the things. We don't even know what to do with them. So shall it be for you. You will acquire, you will build, you will give birth, you will go and live all. Man. So why love this present world? Let's love the future world. And let's love the Lord. You see, women, you were created. When you were created, when Eve was created, they had made heaven and earth already. They had made all the animals. Adam was in the system. Things were already established. Things were okay, comfortable. That is why women like comfort. Because they were introduced into a certain level. They started at a certain level of establishment. So you notice that women often want a certain level of comfort and fight for it. There are many Ghanaians, the wife may want to live in Europe and the husband will want to live in Nigeria or Ghana, even pastors. And they, are, they struggle over that thing. Often it is the woman who wants, because there are certain comforts, you don't know what it is, the certain comforts of life. That's why I said that they came when things were okay. Adam had been around, they had named all the animals and things were going on already. And then Eve was brought in. That's it. But God is raising up a new kind of woman. I said God is raising up a new kind of woman. The Abigails who can see into the future. I said the Abigails who can see into the future. Abigail told David when he was not the king, he said, I know you're going to be the king. I believe the prophecy that came. I know, I know it's you. Like the woman with the issue of blood, she could feel the anointing when Peter couldn't feel nothing. Peter, James, and John were struggling around and, 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 the, and Jesus said, I feel the anointing now. Somebody's being healed. Lift up your hand. Who's received that healing? And then, and then the lady lifted up her hand and, and Peter the, Peter didn't see the woman behind so he said no 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 there's a lot of people here people have touched you so there's no anointing Jesus look excuse me there who's, who's receiving the anointing and, and, and the woman lifted up her hand and Peter was surprised you 
and, and the woman said, yeah, I felt something. And Jesus said, I also felt something. And Peter said, felt? <laughs> we are here, we are not feeling anything. Thomas too came and said, there's no feeling, there's no feeling. But thank God for that woman. Women feel when the men are far from the feeling. Oh yeah. So don't let your comforts keep you back. Thank God for my wife. Because my wife is a good woman. If my wife was not who she was, perhaps I would not be where I am in the ministry today. Because when the wife will fight for certain things. Because to follow me, you have to have faith. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And if you are married to me, it's not a two-man committee. It's a head and a follower. Oh yeah. Because I'm the head, not the shareholder. We are not holding shares, 50-50 shares. We are not arguing about things. We are moving in a particular direction. And the direction is one way. We are all in the thing. Amen. You need to have faith to fall. And if you don't have faith, you will not, you cannot easily do the work of God. So ladies, don't fall back. And don't say, we are going to if, you see something we don't say you know we all don't say the things that are some way but in our calculations and our manipulations there are things at the back of our minds that if we do this thing this is what is going to happen I, I will not allow it and you know women how to fight things you don't want you have your ways of fighting things you don't want oh yeah oh yeah fear woman as somebody will say, fear. So when, when, when I see women who say, oh, he couldn't come. He couldn't come. You know his work. You know his that. I say, oh, oh. When you really want something, you make him do. You, you have your way. You make your hmm. What is wrong with you? Nothing. You stop talking now. I said, what, what, what is it? Oh, oh nothing, nothing. <laughs> and then you, you, you are happy in your heart. Uh-huh. He has seen that. God himself should tell him what is wrong. God should tell him. But if your husband said he was not coming for the camp or whatever, you didn't squeeze your face for that one. You just smiled and said, ah, okay. I'll go for you, okay. We need the money. After all, when you go for that holiday, perhaps it will, it will, it will affect, if you don't go, if you come for that, it will affect this and that and that, which will also affect me. So you, you'll be there. You'll be, you'll be cool, low. You'll be low. You'll be low. It's okay. Low is okay. Low, low level is okay. We can manage low level. I can marry low level. But when we want, I want a car. I want here. I want that. I don't want to do this. I want to do that. You know the things you want to do. Somebody was getting married. When you go to her house, you see poverty. 
but for her wedding. Oh, pray about it. Big time. Big time. And you see that when a person wants to bring flowers to the church worth five million, a person who does not get food to eat, the person can organize flowers, dresses, this, that, that. Oh, it is what they want. So they do it. So don't try to deceive me with uh, we couldn't do or we can't do or because of this or because of that. Because of what you want to do, you are doing. You are doing it. And what you want him to do, he, you are making him do it. What you don't want him to do, you are fighting for what you think will affect you. Because when you came, the garden was made, the animals were named, things were stable. Adam was there for some time. He was feeling lonely. And then you came around. You were not there when it all began. So you like the comfort. But I see a new woman with direction. Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. You shall never love this world in Jesus' name. I like the way Paul put it. This present the world for now. Do you remember what I told you yesterday that I was in school and I asked my friend, she's called Carol, Caroline. I said, Carol, can we go through this school? She said, no. But look at that. That was in 1980. 82. <laughs> Where were you? 1982. It's a long time ago. Huh? Next year is 2002. Eh? That's 20 years ago. And I said, Carol, I, I said, Carol, we can. And she was sitting with me. I was sitting at the back. We were all crowded and the place was hot. And we were fighting. One day I was sitting, I was, I was having a lecture. The first part of the school, I was very surprised. Well, writing everything, I was sitting by my friend. I said, Sheila, are we supposed to write what you said? Yeah, I mean, I'm writing it. <laughs> they, they were drawing biochemicals. I said, we're supposed to learn. What are we going to do? It was just that there were going to be thousands I was going to learn. I didn't know those 20 or so that he, he was writing. It was just the first lecture. I said, is it going to be possible? Said, oh, yeah, right. And we wrote. It has come to pass and it's over. And it sounds historical. One day I'll be walking with you on the streets of God. They'll say, you know, those times we were there. It's good that we believed, though. It's good that we believed. We said that thing. We did it. We fought our way through. We fought. And we made it. I see you fighting to make it in Jesus' name. I see you fighting to be. You have to fight even to be an ordinary believer. You have to fight even to have faith in God. You have to fight your way through to stand for God and for what you believe in. It's a fight every day of your life. One day I was standing on a pulpit in church in a crowd. And I stood there and I suddenly realized it's 10 years since I've been a full-time minister. Because I came into full-time ministry in um, 1991. Or 1990. 1991. 1st January. Yeah. 1st January. And it was the year 2001 or 2000. 10 years exactly. And I said, wow. And I realized that it's been a long fight. You see, even in London, when, when I stood there trying to raise money to, to buy a church building, Pastor Richard says we've got about, I think, it's, I think you've got in all about 16,000 pounds out of the hundred and something thousand pounds that we raised. You see, and we are fighting to get a church building here. People will insult us. When we stand, they will say this, that, that, all for the work of God. No benefit for anybody just to do the work. So that when, one day when we are gone, the church buildings will be there. 
and the churches will go on because the building stabilizes the church. People will insult that. So at the end of it all, when we lie down to rest, you see, that's when Paul said, I fought, I fought a good fight. When I say, they also say something. When I say this, they also send messages back. It's been a good fight. And we are going to fight on. How many are going to join me to fight and to win? We can do it. Do you believe we can do it? I feel an anointing here today for new type of men and new type of women. New type of men and new type of women. You will be used by God. I said, you are the next lady, Pastor Rebecca, who is being released into the ministry. Amen. The next one, intercede against the law of the flesh. Intercede against the law of the flesh. What is the flesh? Romans 7 verse 18. It says, for I know that in me. And we are talking about how Lady Pastor Rebecca moved out of her situation into, into what? Fruitfulness. Is that not so? And she moved out by what was the key? Intercession. Entreating the Lord. And we are showing you the different areas that you have to entreat the Lord. And one is you have to entreat the Lord or intercede against the law of the flesh. What is that? The, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that good, that which is good, I find not. Huh? At one point, Paul said, I've lost confidence in my flesh. His flesh had disappointed him so many times. How many can trust your flesh? Do you know what brings certain thoughts to your mind? It's your flesh. How many have had certain thoughts you, you don't like the thoughts? Raise your hand if you have had thoughts that if you like that, this thought as a Christian in fact me huh? You know the man the David the guy who said, I want to build a house for God. Big time. <laughs> the David, you know, the guy, the guy who wrote Psalm 23. <laughs> the guy, that's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> he was mad. He wrote it, Psalm 23. Go and see. You know the David I'm talking about? Me! Big time. The glory carrying the guy who, he did sacrifice. Every six steps, a sacrifice. Not every four years. Every six steps, sacrifice. Right? Yeah, that's the David I'm talking about. You know, you know him. He wrote Psalm 91. <laughs> Big time. His main, this was. His, his, his. <laughs> oh, man, 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 man. Pray about it, I tell you. <laughs> oh, God should help his children. How many realize that we need the help of God? Peeping David. <laughs> oh man. That is why we need intercession. So, that, so when we say we are entreating the Lord, you see, because our flesh is so some way, our behaviors in our marriages, in our lives, in our character, our thoughts. Oh man. That's why never condemn somebody who you see committing a sin physically. 
because you have committed that sin many times in the sight of God, adultery. That's when you are praying, pray. Lord, forgive me for adultery. Maybe quietly so that people may not think that, you know, whatever. But pray about it, say, Lord. Because, Shelly, I'm sure most of these pastors sitting here have committed adultery in the spirit before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pray about it, brother. I said, pray, intercede. Inter- you need to pray. You need to pray. You need to even be able to speak to tongues to each other. You see someone say, Then you give an interpretation. The Lord says, It shall be well with me. I shall be more than a Rebecca with thousands of thousands of thousands. Oh, yes. Tongues should be something that flows out of you like a river. It's not something. I met a brother. He said to me, you know, I, I said to him, don't you speak in tongues? I speak in tongues when I feel emotional. Then it comes out. So that is not how to use tongues. Tongues is a river. Jesus spoke of the river that will flow out of their belly. Let it flow. I said, let the river flow. I see a river flowing out of you. That river is going to make every tree that you come into contact with flourish. Let it flow. Pray, pray, pray. Because Paul said, I've lost, I've lost confidence now. The way things have been going and the way things are put to and together, I realize that this flesh is a problem. I've lost confidence. You know David. The David I'm talking about is the guy who killed Uriah. <laughs> the murderer. The guy who wrote Psalm 91 is the guy who killed, he killed somebody's husband. Yeah, he's a, you know him. He's the guy who killed, he killed, the, he killed Uriah. He killed somebody. He planned it. It was a plot. You know him. You know him. The guy, the guy who was jumping. So much praises. We, we speak, we learn praises and worship from worship leader. David. He's a, he's a guy. He's a, he's a guy who killed it. The guy who killed that, the guy, that guy. <laughs> the guy who wouldn't touch Saul. He's a guy who killed. Yeah. The people said, kill him. He said, no, I can't kill. I can't touch anointing. You know the David, the guy who said, I won't touch anointing. We all speak about it. The guy who said, I won't touch anointing. He's the guy. He's the man. You are saved from your flesh today in Jesus' name. By the power of entreating the Lord that you may bear much fruit. I see you bearing. 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 I see the pregnancies happening. I see the seed of the word of God entering your spiritual womb. I see spiritual babies. Some are giving birth to triplets, centuplets, quintuplets, quadruplets, multi-thousand tuplets. You are giving birth to hundruplets. All sorts of uplets are coming out of you in the realm of the spirit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You are not going to give birth like a human being. One, 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 one. You are going to give birth thousands and thousands thousands and thousands people who rule you out will be forced to rule you in i said people who rule you out will be forced to rule you in we didn't think he could we didn't think she could and they'll be forced to put you in and say oh (laughs) how are you they'll be forced to salute you they'll be forced to include you they'll be forced to say that he's there there's nothing we can do about it they will have to deal with you they have to relate with you 
you are the next lady pastor Rebecca to experience a breakthrough. Charlie, so when lady pastor Rebecca came from church, she was so happy because her brother, who was one of the pastors, had ministered power, said that you shall be a, a pastor of mother of thousands of millions. And when she got home, month came after month, Isaac was committing love with her every day, every day. Sometimes you cannot dis- diagnose barrenness until after two years, at least 18 months of living together and whatever, you know. You know what I mean? Two years, time went by, <laughs> no baby, <laughs> mother of millions, mother of millions, not millions, oh, thousands of millions. <laughs> People have big mouths, so <laughs> you should have said mother of three, mother of two, mother of one. Big, big thing, you know, when I was coming. I was saying to myself, Lord, I want to call this camp meeting fruitful pastors. And the Lord said, no. Say to them that they are pastors of thousands. And I said, Lord, it's too big. Thousands. Me, I've been in the thing suffering for a long time. I'm not seeing all this stuff. The Lord said, tell them that they are pastors of thousands. Tell them that they are pastors of thousands. That's what the Lord told me. So I'm telling you big things like how they told Rebecca big things. God is also telling you big things. As you go out there and it looks like it's not real, begin to entreat the Lord. Perhaps your flesh is pulling you back. But don't let don't be discouraged. Flesh has pulled a lot of people back. The guy who wrote Psalm 23. <laughs> the guy who wrote Psalm 23. You know the man. You know the man. Same guy. You are the next anointed. I see oil being poured over your head in Jesus name God is holding you in his arms and he's saying what is your name what do they call you God is saying I'm calling you pastor of thousands what do people call you in town what do they say about you I'm saying you the man with the basket (laughs) that is your name oh man God is calling you pastor of thousands. Me, I've received it for myself already. Because I feel the blessing is strong. And I I feel that I'm ministering to you. And Lord, please help me to experience some of that blessing too. It's great. Anybody listening by tape, this is your moment of anointing. Receive it in Jesus' name. Intercede against the law of the flesh. Next one, intercede against the law of the elements. What are the elements? What are the elements? Amen. The elements are earth, wind, fire, water. These things can turn against you if you don't pray. You'll be surprised. That they can turn against you. They can turn against humanity. And when they turn against humanity, you begin to be destroyed. As you intercede, you stop the power. Earth, wind, fire, normal, natural things can turn against you. Monday I was on a plane to South Africa. I have experienced that. That's why when I sit in a plane, I always keep my seatbelt fastened. The way I've seen it in a plane before, the turbulence that the plane went through, the things, the overhead things broke off. People, even somebody died in the plane. Oh, yeah. The pe- people were cut, the, the trolleys, they moved just from severe 
turbulence in the aircraft. Amen. Amen. But, and that is the wind, fire, earth. So you see, Satan has a lot of elements. One day Jesus was in a boat. And Satan used the element to try and eliminate him. When he was entered into a ship, Matthew 8, 23 to 27. Behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, for we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Intercede against the elements which would like to eliminate your life. Hallelujah. The next one. Intercede against the law of humanity, human nature. Amen. Now, human humanity, human nature is very nasty. Amen. Human beings. <laughs> Next time you see a lion eating an antelope, don't be amazed because human beings are more wicked than any animal in the church human nature is manifested against pastors through ungratefulness forgetfulness familiarity wickedness and all kinds of behavior Today, maybe you are receiving the word of God, but tomorrow. Recently, I was listening to one, one lady in our church. She was saying that women are not encouraged in the church. I don't know exactly what it was, but she was like, women is like we keep women under, we are very... And I said, I said, you... When I was appointing you in the church to have certain positions, you forgot if I was keeping women under you a woman, would I have put you in that position? Which church has got lady pastors all over the place? Pastor, a church pastored by a woman who has no husband, no child. A church pastored by a woman, the, her assistant is her husband. We have it in Lighthouse. The assistant is her husband. The husband sits in the church and even sometimes the head pastor can be the wife, a woman, wife, and the husband is not even a pastor. And he sits in the church. Every Sunday the wife preaches. They go to church. She's the pastor. In Lighthouse. And you are saying that the church, the, the, you are not encouraging women. You are a wonderful person. You are a wonderful person. Is there any problem? You are giving me coffee. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You can be in a church and be ungrateful. And human nature is naturally ungrateful. I was talking to one pastor. He was so sad because his, his, his members were ungrateful to him. You see, that is why I don't depend on you remembering me for anything. My life goes on whether you remember or you don't remember me. What about if you forget? Whatever, if you don't remember, I don't, I don't, I don't depend on anything that you may do or not do. 
I cannot, I cannot depend on that. And human nature is such that if something is small, they will despise it. People will look down on you like that. They look down under their noses. They look at you and they despise you. When the, the church started, Pastor Joel in London, Pastor Joel called Pastor Obi, invited him to the church. And Pastor Obi asked, how many are you in your church? And, and what did they say? How many were there? Twenty. And Pastor Obi, that time he was not a pastor. His human nature, he told them, what did he say? Grow a bit. And then we will come. It's not easy to stand. So as you pray, God will touch the hearts of some people that even though you are small, you are what they are interested in. I was talking to a millionaire recently on a plane. And the, the millionaire was telling me about a church that he, he goes. I said, which church did you go to? And he said, oh, it's a very small church. Very small church. He said, it's good for us. Because when we go to church, people don't know who we are and what we are. So the pastor is able to preach and he doesn't, he's not intimidated by us. But God, this guy is a very rich man. Very rich guy. You see, when you intercede against the law of human nature, God will touch millionaires and people. Sometimes somebody who is from a different nature and a different culture that stay with this guy. Stay with this guy. And you will find them coming against human, normal human nature. Because you interfered in the realm of the spirit. That's why I said you intercede against human behavior. And before you realize, <laughs> people are following you against all human nature. You see, Jason came from Canada, listened to a tape, and he's moved to Ghana. He wants to come. I, this, that not advice you to go to Rima Bible Training Center. Yeah. I told I should go to an American school and go. He said, no. He wants to come to us <laughs> in Ghana. Call it Ghana. <laughs> A Canadian. Who has never been? Have you been to America then? By then, ever? You have been to America before. Uh -huh. But God touches hearts. That that is where He would like to be. And He came to Ghana. Came and stayed with us for two years. I I advised him to go. I said, no, there's a. I can show you a nice American talking and taking. You'll be really blessed. I said, send up that, that application go that you'll be trained you, you do well because naturally speaking I wouldn't expect this Canadian brother to come to Collegano <laughs> but that's what he wanted to do as you intercede God will do unnatural things and you'll be surprised Pastor Michael has a lot of people in his church. You come from where, Michael? You're from Ghana. You have a whole lot of people in your church who are not Ghanaians. Is that not so? You know why? By the spirit of intercession, he has worked against the law of nature, the law of human nature. And that is what has been interfered with. And that is why he has a whole lot of people 
that are not naturally from his kind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I also want that. So start praying. Start praying. And you are going to find that God is going to work it out. You are the next person to have an international church. One day I saw a millionaire. The guy is a billionaire. You know, I've never heard somebody talking about millions of dollars in that way. He said, you know, yesterday we made $40 million. Uh, today we made $50 million. Uh, I said, million? What dollars? What is this man talking about? I said, yeah, you know, the Lord is... So I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm following this pastor. He said, any idea he has, I want to pay for it. Wow. You don't easily get people who want to use their money to pay for things. God will supernaturally send people to pay for things. That's, you do a lot of fundraising for, but God will just raise them up to do it. I see the Lord doing it. Marlon, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You'll see elderly people following you. You say, ah, me, I'm only 18. So yeah, pray for us. Sometimes, 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 I sometimes I see certain elderly people, people who relate with my parents, people who are the age of my parents, and it's like I'm their pastor. And say we are coming. One person came to me and said, "You are my father," and I said, "Yeah, you can be my mother. How can I be your father?" <laughs> but you see, it is intercession against the law of nature. Sometimes when I look at my face in the mirror, don't I look young, or I look old? Do you think I look old now? Sometimes I look at my face in the mirror and I say, man! And as I look at this person who has been married for many, many years, the person said that you are my father. Everything that you say is important. You are the God that's using you to save my life. You say, hey! Sometimes I hear things which make me tremble. I say, man! It is intercession against the law of human nature. You'll be surprised. Against normal thinking. God will bring people into your life. So, Lady Pastor Rebecca, through intercession, she has given birth to us. We are all Gentile uh, Jews now. Here we are. We've been added on. The thousands of millions is coming to pass. Because we are the Gentiles who are uh, Jews who have been grafted on to the tree. Hallelujah. So, in fact, prophecy is very real. Oh. It's going to happen. Hallelujah. The next one is intercede against the law of nature insects mosquitoes hallelujah some people call it natural deaths he died of natural causes natural causes cannot kill you from today in Jesus name hallelujah God will not allow you to fall into the hand of nature when I went to Ekropon in Ghana I saw a graveyard full of people who had died of what somebody would call natural causes. But I see the Lord delivering you. Amen. The next one, intercede against the law of the devil. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet for a moment. Where's Mary? She's not here. Place your hands to the Lord. 
Lift up your hands to the Lord. For you and I long to be in your presence. My soul, my soul will wait on you. Father, draw me nearer. Father, draw me nearer. Draw me nearer to the beauty. Lord, I thirst for you. Lord, I thirst for you. Oh, and I long to be in your breath. And my soul will wait on you. Oh, Father, draw me. Yeah,
Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may take your seats. Now, before we carry on, how to hear the voice of God. Very powerful. But this one, I love it. What have you survived? What have you been through? What have you survived? It's a video. Is that a video? These are videos. God will do something good. Tangible dimensions of the healing anointing. Where, about the, where are the Columbia videos? Aman and Chalat. Give me the Columbia videos. Now I'll say to some of you, you know, take your videos and show them to your church members and to people. Buy and give it. It gives a good impression of the ministry and people see for themselves. People say bad things. Amen. In it. In it. You have only three? There are five in all. Colombia. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Get it and take it. Play for people. You'll be surprised. The secret behind the miracles. Powerful. All things are possible. How many want to see this and watch? You watch, you see real miracles. One of our pastors, he watched, he said, Bishop, I've heard about it and so on and on. I thought I had seen, but when I watched it, I was very surprised. You, you, your life will never be the same. Amen. Amen. So get these, all right? There are five of them. Buy, spend your money. Get it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Amen. Amen. Right, interceding. Intercede against who? The law of the Satan. Is that not so? Do you know that some of the harassments you've experienced in your life are from the devil? In my book here, I've, I've written a little testimony. I've seen the devil before. One day I was, I was ill and I was going to die. Amen. I was going to die. And the devil wanted me to die. And I was, I was, I should have taken some medicine, but I, I said I wasn't going to take the medicine. So I was dying. I was dying. I'm a doctor. I know what I'm talking about. So I was dying. And I was dying. And I was dying. A point came, I turned to my right. I was lying on my bed. And I saw it was like a little monkey sitting on my side. And suddenly, because the Lord just opened my eyes. Because it was a very supernatural thing. I showed me that there was something very wrong. And I realized at that point that Satan was actually attacking me to kill me. And out of foolishness, I was about to die. Another time I saw the devil. That was even in London. I've seen the devil in London before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I saw him. I woke up three. I, I woke up three a.m. No, not. I was awake. I will never forget that night. 
because it's the first time it was a very terrible because the devil was attacking my life serious god just opened my eyes to see the extent of the attack and that it was actually satan who was harassing and trying to destroy me and he opened my eyes and i saw it that is the first time when i got i didn't know what to do so i decided to have communion 3 a.m in the night i i took communion bread when i didn't have any wine but i took and i i ministered myself to myself communion when you don't know what to do just have communion oh yeah one day a certain sister she came to church weekday service on her way home she picked up somebody coming out of the church and she was going that day i was just relaxing in the office i don't know what happened then i had a call and she said when she told me and i had to rush to her house she said she picked up there was a young a young lady coming out of church and the lady said she wanted to leave she said no problem come along with me so she sat at the back of the car she asked her are you okay everything okay so you said yeah as they were going she felt that the lady was a bit quiet so when they got to a certain place called the mortuary traffic lights the traffic light there she asked the lady are you okay is i mean i every the car was quiet are you okay and she turned to look she had not stopped though the person who was in her car was not in the car it's not a simple thing I didn't know what to do so the way it was it was in the night but I said no this one I have to go so I went to a house I called one of my pastors and we went I said do you have some bread and wine let's have communion (laughs) when you don't know what to do have communion minister healing and the blood of protection over your life amen but I've seen that he is after you big time big time anytime somebody accuses you of a bad thing and criticizes you immediately have a picture of a demon on somebody's head telling the person to say things about you and mostly Christians mostly Christians Christians are used by the devil very often Peter was used by the devil Jesus said to his pastor Satan get thee behind me if I call you Satan now you, you may leave the church but Jesus called Peter Satan and he was not annoyed he knew that it was true Amen. Amen. The next one. Intercede against the law of time. There is a time. I say there is a time. Sometimes there's a time that your church should grow. And Satan is trying to prevent it. Sometimes there's a time that you should die. And Satan is trying to implement it. As you intercede against it. There is a season for something. There is a season. There are seasons. There are seasons of blessing. It's not always going to be down. There are times it's going to be up. And when the time for your up comes, Satan will try to prevent it. So you must pray. 
against him. Amen. When the time came for Rebecca to have a baby, Satan was trying to stop it. But thank God for Pastor Isaac. He rose up and he spoke a word of prayer. And there was a great breakthrough. I see the great breakthrough coming to pass in your life. The next one, intercede against the law of creeping things. Creeping things are things which come in slowly. 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 Creeping things come, they creep. Creeping things creep into the church. Deception is one of the creeping things. Gradually, you can become deceived. Today, homosexuals are getting married. And pastors are officiating. We have pastors who are themselves homosexuals. And they are challenging. Now, in the charismatic world, that is where they are penetrating now. So it is going to get to a point where if you don't accept charismatic, it's like you are very judgmental and unmerciful and you are not loving and you are not working in Christian love. That, that is a, it's very soon. It's in the charismatic world now. It's no more something to be funny about. And you see, when you, are, when you, you look and sound like you are very wicked and you, you don't understand people's problems and you are not caring, it's creeping in. Deception is a strong creeping thing. Another thing that creeps is familiarity. And you need to be, because gradually people become familiar. You don't, even, you don't even become aware that you are becoming, you are, suffering, you are suffering from familiarity. Because you have access to the person, because you are close, because you are a friend, because you, you see that the person is chatting with you or laughing with you, before you realize, you are becoming familiar. And you are speaking to the person in a way that you ought not to speak. But because you, it crept in before you realize, you are now relating in a wrong way. Or now you are presuming to criticize or to say things which you would never say if you were far away. It creeps. It's very easy to creep. And that is why we need to constantly pray. Let me tell you, prayer, it is intercession. It's something that protects you. It's a constant. Look, pray all the time. That's why Jesus said, or the Bible said, pray without ceasing. Albert. Huh? Is that Albert? Alfred. On the organ. Give us some background music. Some of you are familiar with Pastor, with Pastor Richard. You don't even know. When he preaches and he comes and you start. There are pastors who come and sleep in the front all the time. Oh yeah. It's out of familiarity. If President Clinton was standing here, you would be the, whether tired or whatever, you would be totally awake. You would not be sitting down. And, it's because you are familiar with it. When I went to preach recently in a, a church in London, you should have seen how they received me. I preach about loyalty. Because you see how they received it. The pastor said he wants me to come every year till whenever. <laughs> oh yeah. He said to me, don't heal any sick. Don't do anything. He said, this thing that you have never had, you have never had such a thing before. They said it was as though I have been informed about all the problems in the church. <laughs> When I went to Colombia, people were, people, people were gathering for me to pray for somebody. came and said, I want to have that anointing that is on your life to be able to preach and to heal the sick. I said, eh. I'm with people who don't believe that I can I have any anointing to heal the sick. 
it creeps in you not even know that it's there pray about familiarity i'll talk about familiarity but this is just an introduction we are just passing through i want us to finish with lady pastor rebecca so we can move to lady pastor sarah and see how her problem can also be solved if you are rebecca here today every barrenness is taken away in jesus name amen 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 Amen. are you still around yeah familiarity intercede against familiarity wives i want you to see your husband as the most anointed person if your husband is a pastor see him as an anointed man call him pastor sometimes sometimes you call it pastor sometimes my wife calls me bishop I mean, when she's talking to me personally, she doesn't call me bishop. But there are times that she refers to me as bishop. Bishop. Oh, bishop, this and that. Oh, yeah. Because I'm her pastor. I'm her husband, her lover. I'm the man. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. The next one. Pray against, intercede against the law. As you are interceding for Lady Pastor Rebecca at the church, pray for things against the law of things determined. There are some things that are determined. You can't change them. Daniel chapter 9 verse 24, the Bible says, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people. Job 7 verse 1 says, Is there not an appointed time for man upon the earth? God has, there are appointed times and things determined. And we need to pray. Sometimes you can change it. I say sometimes you can change it. Hallelujah. Kenneth Hagin talks about how his wife, he said the Lord appeared to him. And his wife told him, lower your volume please. His wife told him, his, the Lord told him his wife was supposed to die. But because of his prayer, he was sitting on the stage praying for her. She had thyroid something. And he was praying, 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 praying. He said, suddenly he felt there was somebody standing on the side. When he turned, the Lord was standing there. The whole church was praying. And the Lord told him that his wife was supposed to die. But because of his faith, that thing which was determined was not going to come to pass. Every evil thing that is determined against your life it's cancelled today. I said it's cancelled. I said it's cancelled. I said it's cancelled. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Intercede against the law of the stars. What are stars? There are things we don't know about. But in the Bible there's a little mention of the stars. That's why they have, uh, what do you call it? uh, Astrology. And they say, you are cancer, you are this, you are... (laughs) You are a Taurus. Horoscope. Now, are stars powerful? They have some, there's something about stars. Because when Jesus was born... The Bible says, when now Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star 
Ideist. Helen, you surprised. They were following a star. They were reading the stars and finding where the Messiah was. Huh? <laughs> so I, was like, I don't believe in the stars. Well, we are reading not from Quran. We are reading from Bible. He said, I've seen his star in the east and I've come to worship the Lord. In the book of Job, chapter 38, it says, Can thou bind the sweet influences of Pleiades or loose the bands of Orion? Can thou bring forth Mazarot in his season? Or can thou guide Arcturus with his sons? Knowest thou the ordinances of heaven? Canst thou set the dominion thereof in the earth? You don't understand all these words. I will explain each and every single word to you. Orion. He says, can thou bind the sweet influences of the Pleiades? Or lose the bands of Orion? Orion is an astrological term. It refers to a constellation of stars known in astrology, the study of stars, etc., as the giants. That is uh, Orion. So when you say Orion, then Pleiades is a name given to the seven stars in the constellation. A constellation is like a group of stars. The constellation of stars called Taurus. I mean, it's not religion, it's just stars. There are stars that exist. Arcturus is a constellation of stars in the northern hemisphere. When you look to the north, you see a group of stars called the Great Bear. Huh? And then Mazarot are 12 signs of the zodiac. And what is zodiac? The zodiac is a belt of the heavens, including all the apparent positions of the sun, moon, and planets, known to us ancient astronomers, and divided into 12 equal parts. The zodiac. Now notice. Are you with me? Yes. Notice. Notice. It says, Can thou bind the sweet influence of Pleiades? It is as though those things have some influence. And he's asking, Can you bind that influence? In the name of Jesus, we can bind it. Yes. Everything that is written in the stars before you were born, which may influence your life to go here or here or here or here, by the power of the word of God and the name of Jesus, it is cancelled in Jesus' name. Every negative thing shall be cancelled. Only the positive will come to pass. Hallelujah. So there are many factors. We are not teaching astronomy here or astrology, but I'm just showing you that there is something there which we don't know much about. We don't need to know. We need to know that we need to pray. Amen. The next one intercede about the laws of God. Hallelujah. The laws of God. Amen. God has his laws which cannot be broken. So when you intercede, you intercede about the laws also. Because sometimes the God's law has been broken, but you want to pray for mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright, stand to your feet everyone.
And I long to be in your presence. My soul will wait on you. Father, draw me nearer. for you Lord I thirst for you and I long I long to be in your presence my soul soul for you Father